Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Discovery. Time flies when you're learning super cool stuff. I'm Nate. And I'm Callie. If you're dropping in for the first time, welcome to Curiosity, where we aim to blow your mind by helping you to grow your mind. If you're a loyal listener, welcome back. Today, you'll learn about yet another reason to avoid sugary sodas, why we might pee more in the winter, and the plight of the penguins. Without further ado, let's satisfy some curiosity. There are a lot of reasons to avoid sugary sodas. What they lack in nutritional value, they make up for in sugar and calories. In fact, if you were to drink a single sugary soda every day without cutting back on other calories, you would gain about five pounds a year. Yeah, okay, but they're delicious. Yeah, I know. But it's not just weight gain. They also increase the risk of type 2 diabetes. They make heart disease more likely. And liver cancer. And gout. And they make your bones weaker. And they can lead to early death. Okay, okay, but this is the point in the story where you introduce that twist, like, right? Like, 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 here comes the good news about soda, right? Well, the twist is that, no, it's just more bad news about sugary <laughs> soda. According to a massive study of over 87,000 South Korean adults, sugary soda makes you sad. Wait, what? Yeah. Increased consumption of sugary carbonated drinks, turns out, is associated with a higher likelihood of depressive symptoms. But... But popping the top on, the like, my favorite soda always makes me happy. That that sound and the fizz and the smell. Yeah, that, my friend, is probably just your mind reacting to the sugar you're about to take in. Sadly, that doesn't last. Okay, but is it possible that all of those health problems that sodas cause have something to do with the depressive feelings? Good question, good question. That is what the researchers thought at first. So this study initially looked at over 136,000 adults who completed a food frequency questionnaire and a survey to assess their depressive symptoms. And the researchers gathered a ton of other health data too, like BMI measurements, glucose tests, blood pressure, medical history, that sort of stuff. Eventually, they fine-tuned the study and focused on a little over 87,000 participants. If talking about studies every day on the show has taught me anything, I know that's actually a huge sample. Oh, yeah, totally. That's an enormous sample. The average age of the participants was about 39 years old, and about a third of them drank sugar beverages at least once a week. <laughs> okay, I'm going to be entirely honest. Compared to me, that does not sound like a lot of sugary drinks. Yeah, compared to a lot of Americans' consumption, that is tiny. By some measures, Americans drink about three and a half times as much soda as South Koreans. Holy crap, I had no idea. Right? So the study controlled for all of those other health issues, and they found that it didn't matter if you were hypoglycemic or had totally normal blood sugar levels. It didn't matter if you had high blood pressure or if your blood pressure was the picture of perfection. If you consume even a little bit of sugary soda, you are more likely to feel depressed. Yeah, this study alone makes me sad. <laughs> so do they know why? Uh, they can't be sure yet, but it could be a whole bunch of things, from a change in gut health to inflammation. But ultimately, even though this was a massive study, 
More research is needed to understand the mechanisms behind the effects of sugary beverages. <sighs> All right, I guess in the meantime, I'll stick with water. The weather's getting colder, and you know what that means. Uh, football. No. Uh, apple uh, picking? <laughs> nope. Leaves changing. School starting back up. Halloween decorations? Uh, Christmas decorations? <gasps> Steaming mugs of hot cocoa. I mean, I'm with you for most of those things, but no. It means we all have to pee more. All right. Can honestly say I did not have peeing more in winter on my bingo card. <laughs> it's been a lot of things to cross off on the bingo card this year, but yeah, that, that didn't seem to be one of them. Anyway, this might not happen to all of us, but researchers have found that people do have a tendency to have to hit the bathroom more when it's cold outside. Is it because of the moon cycles or something? Or like the distance between the Earth and the sun? <laughs> nice try. It's actually a lot more simple than that, but there are a couple of possible explanations. And the number one reason for more number ones in the winter is because... Well, we just do different stuff in winter than we do in summer. Okay, but how does that affect how our bodies get rid of fluid? Well, the answer is kind of in the question, my friend. Our bodies are constantly dealing with fluids. In the summer, we tend to be outdoors more where it's hot. And sweaty. Exactly. In order to keep cool, our bodies sweat more. That leaves less water for us to pee. But the opposite is also true. In the wintertime, we're inside more. And what kind of things do we usually keep inside? Tasty beverages. <laughs> exactly. But by some accounts, we also consume more water in the winter. More water plus less activity plus less sweating equals more peeing. Okay, that is super simple. Simple, yes, but there's another possible cause that's a little more complicated. When we get cold, our bodies divert the blood away from the skin to avoid losing that precious heat. But this increases blood flow to the kidneys. Doing that causes the kidneys to filter more urine, which causes... More peeing. <laughs> You're really making a splash with all these right answers today. Mmm, gross. You're welcome. In any case, that increased peeing is a protective mechanism called cold-induced diuresis. And while it's a result of our bodies trying to do the right thing, it can sometimes lead to too much of a good thing. If you're outside in the cold and you find you have to pee all the time and you're shivering, you're having breathing issues, or you're a bit confused, that could be a sign of hypothermia and it's important to get warm and get help. Well, whoever thought that our number ones could act like a thermometer telling us when it's cold out. <laughs> but wait, there's more. The composition of our pee changes in the winter. What? How can that be? All right, so studies show that we excrete more calcium, which might be because we exercise less and when the thermometer drops, we seek out those foods that make us feel all cozy and warm. Mmm, like junk food. Mm-hmm. It's one reason doctors usually see an uptick in kidney stones during the winter. All right, so we pee more in the winter, and that's partly because our bodies are trying to keep us warm and protected. But it could also be a sign that we have hypothermia, and it could lead to kidney stones. Am I getting this right? Well, yeah. <laughs> but it's not something you have to worry too much about. Just remember, whether you're spiking a beach volleyball under the blazing sun or roasting marshmallows on a cold December night, it's important to stay hydrated. And to know where the bathrooms are. That, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A new study has found some pretty alarming news for emperor penguin populations of western Antarctica. Oh no, those those little guys are incredible. Like, put a picture of a penguin on the cover of a documentary and you've got yourself a viewer. I literally watch anything that has to do with penguins. Like, have you seen those penguins that like slide or the penguins, like there's the one that falls and all the other penguins honk at him and it's really cute. I mean, there are so many videos of penguins on TikTok and YouTube and I really uh, like penguins, uh-huh. okay? <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, they are truly amazing animals. And the emperor penguin, it turns out, isn't so little. Uh, It is the largest of all penguins and can grow to around four feet tall and weigh in at 100 pounds. They live on seafood and they can dive to some incredible depths, like up to 1,800 feet. Yeah, if I recall correctly, they are the world's deepest diving birds, right? That's correct. So over the past few years, sea ice around Antarctica has reached record lows. But last year, a researcher and geographer named Peter Fretwell noticed that one area in western Antarctica was melting especially early. He and his team were pretty eager to figure out what kind of impacts that loss of ice would have on the emperor penguins that called this place home. And it wasn't good. I was kind of afraid you were going to say that. They looked at satellite images of five different colonies and found that it's likely that four of those colonies probably lost every single one of their chicks. Wait, four out of five colonies had failed breeding seasons? That's the estimate. On the whole, they think that there are around 10,000 breeding pairs of penguins in the area, but out of all those couples, only about 850 chicks survived. Okay, that is tragic. So here's a question. If penguins are such great divers and they spend so much of their time in the water, why is the lack of sea ice such a big problem? That's a great question, actually. So I assume you have seen videos of penguin chicks, right? Oh, so many. So, you know, they're downy and soft. And squishy and cute and adorable. Yes, to all of those things, yes. But they have to pretty quickly fledge, lose those downy feathers, so that they can grow their new coat, which is waterproof. Okay, I see. So if they haven't grown their waterproof coat and the sea ice isn't around to keep them out of the water, that's not a good situation. It can be catastrophic. So what happens next? Will they survive this? If there's any hope, it's that penguin colonies can have a failed breeding season and then recover. Plus, the researchers only looked at five colonies, and there are 62 across the continent of Antarctica. So they need to do more research to see how climate change is affecting the entire population. The bad news is that it's not looking good. The world's second largest colony in another region of Antarctica faced three years of breeding failure, which has caused the whole colony to essentially break apart. So... What can we do to save these incredible animals? Slow down global warming. It's that simple. The world warms, the ice melts, the penguins don't make it. Researchers are quick to point out that hope is not lost. Like, we can still do this. But our window of opportunity is closing pretty quickly. I mean, sadly, it's not just about the penguins. This will affect us all. I couldn't have put it better myself. I know it's something I'll never be allowed to do in my entire life, but life goal? Hug an emperor penguin. Just hug it. It doesn't want me to, but I want to. What's it going to do? Squeak at me? Yeah, that's getting used. (laughs) Why do I talk? (laughs) 
Let's recap what we learned today to wrap up. According to researchers, guzzling just one sugary soda a day is not only bad for our health and our waistlines, it could also lead to feeling depressed, so sticking with boring old water may help keep the smiles flowing. If you think you're peeing more in the wintertime than you are in the warmer months, you might be onto something. Decreased activity, increased hydration, and the body's attempt to conserve heat in the cold weather can lead to more trips to the bathroom. Thousands of emperor penguin chicks in Antarctica died in 2022 due to early melting of sea ice caused by climate change, threatening the future of the species if warming continues. Satellite data analysis showed complete breeding failure in multiple colonies for the first time, matching scientists' worst expectations. Curiosity Daily is produced by Wheelhouse DNA for Discovery. You can find our show wherever you get your podcasts, and we'd love if you could leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Our Discovery executive producer is Dominique Vu. Our Wheelhouse DNA executive producer is Cassie Berman. This show is hosted by Callie Gade and Nate Bonham. Our producer is Kiara Noni, and our associate producer is Kimaya Floyd. Writing is done by Sam Osterhout. Sound design, audio engineering, and editing by Nick Karasami. I'm Nate Bonham. And I'm Callie Gade. We'll see you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.